Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cult Looking. I am Bryant Adams. They are Hunter Doucette and our special guest, Greer Holston. And boys, we just finished the second, or excuse me, the first day of the second round of the College World Series in Omaha. Today we had uh, Texas and Texas A&M playing in an elimination game on the left side of the bracket. Followed up by the game for the driver's seat with Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And before we get started talking about Texas Texas A&M in the elimination bracket, I want to read to you guys a small selection uh, from a feature story earlier this week on gambling.com. So everybody hang in and take a listen to this incredible uh, insight uh, from the experts at gambling.com. The, uh, I have to edit this. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Uh, the header here is favorite and long shot picks. And we go to the text now, again, from the experts at gambling.com. For betters, two teams to keep an eye on at this year's College World Series are Texas and Ole Miss. According to Bryant Adams, co-host of the NCAA Baseball Podcast, Caught Looking. Adams told gambling.com the College World Series is wide open this year with Notre Dame's upset of number one ranked Tennessee last week in a super regional round at the Volunteers Ballpark in Knoxville. The favorite is and should be Texas with their high-powered lineup powered by possible Golden Spikes winner Ivan Melendez, Adams said. The Longhorns pitching staff is powered by their starters. While the bullpen has been inconsistent at times this year, it's really gelled down the stretch. So guys, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, Texas goes down today uh, in a, uh, a really a tough game for them against uh, against A and M, ten to two, and A uh, and M had control all the way. Greer, what did you see today? Yeah, so I, I want to preface this by saying that I actually picked Ivan Melendez before the season to win the Golden Spikes, and I saw him at ninety four RBIs on the season today, and I wanted him so very badly, even though I think he has the Golden Spikes locked up. I wanted to see him so badly get to 100 mark. I wanted to see him get to the 100 mark of RBIs and, uh, you know, do something special because I feel like that's a milestone that not everybody gets to reach every now and then. And so if he would have got to 100, that would have been phenomenal. But as far as what I saw from the game, it looks like Texas A&M made a great comeback on, uh, you know, how they played in, in their first game in the College World Series. And it, it was good to see the M, uh, you know, kind of take control over a game and, and not give up as many free bases as uh, they did in the first game. So, yeah, it was, it was very good to see uh, A&M bounce back in, in a great way. Well, and that's kind of what they've been all season, right, guys? You know, they started off they started off rough. You know, we had some discussions toward the beginning of the season about, you know, they, they may not make the tournament. And uh, sure enough, they, they pulled it together and, and, and got themselves a national seed, a top eight national seed. And, and, and here they are in Omaha, and, and, and certainly they did struggle uh, in the first game against OU, who is looking pretty doggone good, if you ask me. Uh, but uh, you know, they, they have really they they've sort of taken on the, the personality of their coach, which is another thing we've talked about a little bit this year. But they are uh, they're hanging in there, they're fighting hard. You know, uh, they have some struggles defensively at times, it seems, and, and and make a few mistakes, but they don't seem to make the same mistake twice. And uh, and that's given them a, an opportunity to continue playing, and uh, and they're going to have another shot. Uh, they're going to have another shot tomorrow. So, uh, or excuse me, on on Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, Deuce, what did you see today from the Aggies? Um, 
same thing we've seen all year. Uh, they just they just dominated once again uh, offensively and on the mound. And um, <clears throat> like we said earlier, the game um, against OU, the first game that they played, was uncharacteristic of them. Um, you know, they they haven't been the team that's given up a ton of free bases, and uh, they've been the team that that scores a lot of runs. You know, so. Um, it was weird to see that happen to them, but it does happen. And uh, it was good to see them come back and get back on top. Micah Dallas threw really well today, five innings and gave up six hits. But, you know, they spread them out pretty good. And uh, he had three Ks, only two walks. The, the As a staff, they only walked four today rather than the ten from the other day. Um, and they struck out ten, you know. So that um, just goes to show you, you know, the, the pitching kind of um, leads you – in the right or wrong direction leads you down the down the path that you're destined to go down. So, yeah, and they got it done at the plate too, guys. You know, ten hits from the Aggies today, uh, six walks. You know, sixteen guys on the base paths. You know, that's tough to deal with. Uh, you know, especially when Texas, uh, you know, Texas only managed a total of, of nine. You know, or excuse me, uh, they managed a total of eleven on the base path. So, you know. Uh, Nice, nice work from the Aggies there, and uh, you know I think they're hanging around a little while longer. You know they're going to see, um, I guess they'll be seeing, uh, they'll be seeing Notre Dame uh, on Tuesday, and I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. That should be another another great game. I think, you know Notre Dame again tonight ran out a uh, another uh, another member of the Fighting Irish on the mound to start off the game. Uh, another another Irish guy, uh, but, but they uh, Irishman, yeah, another Irishman. Um, <laughs> It seemed to me, it seemed to me, maybe Notre Dame had had a bit, a bit of a quick hook with their pitching staff tonight. Um, you know, I don't know if that was, you know, to try to sort of spread uh, spread everything around and uh, and make sure that you know guys had had a little in the tank, uh, you know, for a potential elimination game. You know, maybe it's possible that they, you know, they they felt pretty early on that it wasn't going to be their night as well. So, but uh, you know, Notre Dame obviously tonight uh, comes out against OU. Loses six to two. Oklahoma looks to be in control from the very beginning. Uh, Notre Dame makes it uh, makes it interesting towards the end of the game. Uh, gets a couple runners on base before a double play in the ninth. Uh, but uh, let's see. It looks like Notre Dame threw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers tonight, guys. What do you make of that, Greer? Yeah. So you know, I, talking about Notre Dame starter, he was. Uh, you know, he. He's a breaking ball pitcher. He, he's going to throw a lot of breaking balls in the zone, and that's pretty much his primary pitch. Now, he can run the ball up there, 92, 95. Don't get me wrong, but his go-to pitch is that slider. And he, you could tell early on that he couldn't locate it one, one single bit as much as he's normally or would like to. And, uh, you know, it, if you see – if you as a coach are looking at that uh, from the sideline or the dugout, you're going to look and see, you know, he, he's putting guys on base. He's giving them free passes. Uh, you know, and, and if you're a hitter, you're thinking, you know, all I got to do is sit on one pitch and that's a slider. And if he's not locating that, it makes that bats really, really easy and even more predictable. And so, you know, you sit on one pitch. Exactly. And so you got to get that guy out of there quick because obviously he doesn't have his stuff and you want to put your team in the best position to, uh, to win moving forward. So I I can see why he, uh, you know, pulled him that quickly, uh, in the ball game, even though, you know, it seemed like they, they, I can't remember how many runs he gave up. It might it might have been four or something like that. And uh, but it, it seemed like he pulled him pretty quick, and and I think that's why he pulled him. Yeah, he faced eight batters and gave up uh, gave up one hit and three walks. Right. So 
you know, half the guys he faced got on base tonight. The interesting thing about this, about what Notre Dame did with their pitching, is no one pitched more than three innings. Uh, so, you know, presumably, you know, even though some guys got warm tonight, you know, we, we may see him again uh, come uh, come Tuesday. Um, all right, let's talk about what for me is the story of the day, guys. Let's talk about the Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, they're playing they're playing great right now. I mean, they've been playing great for months. Uh, you know, people weren't paying attention to them for a while. I, I am guilty of that as well. Uh, but they have got it together now. Deuce, what did you see about the, from the Sooners tonight? Um, Peyton Graham, their shortstop, can really swing it. And uh, he, he looks like a little shithead, if I'm being honest. But he can swing it, and uh, he's pretty fast and athletic. He did make an error. Uh, but he's hitting 345 on the season, went four for four tonight. First shortstop to go four for four in a College World Series game since Alex Bregman in 2015. So four uh, for four, had five plate appearances and got on base all five times. <clears throat> yep. So impressive, uh, impressive at the plate from him. Uh, a couple of other guys I wanted to talk about. Uh, Will Clark, their third baseman. Uh, I'm 90% sure he's a freshman. Um, Went one for three, but had some really good defensive plays today. Uh, Zach Prasner, big spot, uh, runners on first and third. No, first and second. And uh, Clark jumps up and catches a line drive that probably would have been a double and scored two. Um, made a really good play, another play on Prasner. Uh, fielded it, threw it uh, touched his bag, threw it across the diamond for a double play. Um, in the ninth inning, in a big spot. In a big oh, yeah. spot, just just a really good, uh, really good showing for him. And uh, they interviewed his dad, and his dad was super excited, you know, Father's Day and all that. Um, and then you know their starter, Mister Horton, with eleven Kate strikeouts, Horton. and um, you know they just kind of dominated on the mound. Trevin Michael, um, my boy Trevin, shout out, uh, came in, closed it out, two innings, one K, two hits. I mean. Didn't have his best stuff, but still pretty much dominated their lineup, you know. And Notre Dame's got a good lineup, so no doubt about it. Um, good to see that from them. I, I think they're kind of in the driver's seat to go to the to make it to that final series. Well, you know, so obviously, you know, they're going to see a team that they've already seen uh, again uh, when it, when it, when that comes back around. Now, what's most important, really, for them is they're going to get an extra day off. Uh, you know, they're not you know so so Tuesday uh, we're going to see A and M and Notre Dame. Uh, matchup and uh, and then uh, it looks. I guess we won't see uh, we won't see Oklahoma again until Thursday, and then uh, presumably if they lose the first to the winner of that Texas A and M uh, and Notre Dame game, they will play two on Thursday. Uh, but man, Oklahoma sitting in the catbird seat. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right, guys. Well, this obviously is going to be a quick one. We just wanted to get some uh, some quick reaction. Uh, from tonight's games, um, I, I, anybody else have anything they want to add before who, we call? Tonight? Who, do y'all, and, uh, who do y'all have in the uh, A and M Notre Dame game? I mean, to me, that that's going to be a that's going to be a phenomenal game. You know, I, I think Brian kind of touched on it earlier. You know how excited he is for that game. Uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for Notre Dame just because I like the way they play baseball. I like their style of baseball. You know, you could see the night that they, they had a few hiccups on a bump play, I believe, that kind of got them into trouble. And, uh, you know, that's something that they normally don't do. And if they don't mess up on that play, then, you know, who knows where that game goes. And yeah. uh, uh, and 
I think that they're going to learn from their mistakes tonight and they're going to bounce back in a big way. So I, I think I'm taking Notre Dame on that. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to, to say, I, you know, I haven't had time to, to really digest it all tonight, but um, you know, there's something special about this Notre Dame team. Um, you know, I, I do think it's hard to keep the level of emotion up after what they did last week um, and then coming out and, and getting after Texas like they did on Friday and then kind of having a tough one tonight. But um, I, I would not be surprised to see them rebound after what felt like a bit of a letdown tonight. Uh, so I think I'm with you, Greer. I think I'm going to take Notre Dame. Uh, but, man, A&M, A&M, you know, it seems like when you watch A&M, they almost suck the life out of a game. And, and suck the life out of who, whoever they're playing. And, uh, you know, it, it, if emotion is, is what this game turns on, and as you guys well know, <clears throat> a baseball game can turn on the emotion of the players. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a possibility that, that, that A&M can really grind them out. I, I do like Notre Dame, but I think it's, it's more than possible that A&M absolutely grinds them out and, and gets back to, to, to OU. And I'll tell you what, I don't mind, I don't mind watching that series again either. Yeah. Oh, well, I, um, I'll give you my pick. I've got no doubt in my mind that A&M is going to win that game. Um, I just think that they'll handle Notre Dame. Uh, and the reason being is because, number one, I just saw a deflated Notre Dame team tonight. Uh, and they're coming off of a loss to a team that they really didn't think they were going to lose to. And then you've got A&M who just beat Texas, their arch nemesis. Um, you know, they're going to be emotionally high, <clears throat> high, they're confident. They are, they were a national seed this year. They've got a lot of older guys on that team, um, that have transferred in and that team has really gelled together. I'm really excited for A&M and I like A&M beating Notre Dame. And I definitely think they'll give OU a run for their money. Uh, well, and, that, and let's not forget about the experience that coach Schlossnagel brings too. you know, he's been to a lot of these and he's won a lot of games in Omaha. Yeah, and so there's something to be said for that, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think Link Jarrett, who's Notre Dame skipper, has one win in Omaha, which is this year. You know, yeah. so that's a that's a really good point. All right, guys, anything else before we get out of here? I, I have one more question, actually. One more question. Let's go. Um, you know, they, they they mentioned it a little bit tonight, but the Notre Dame head coach actually played at Florida State from '91 to '94, I believe it was. And that coach's spot recently opened. What do you What do y'all think about that? Oh, spicy! Spicy. I like think you're onto something. I yeah. like it, Greer. I think. So I, think too. Um, I, I think so. Usually, when stuff like when when a coaching spot like that opens up this late in the year, um, it gets filled pretty quickly, unless unless the coach is still coaching, right? Exactly. So right. I think you're onto something there. I think Link Jarrett might have a really good chance to get that job. In the same vein, how weird has it been to watch these games and see Paul Maneri in Notre Dame gear in Omaha? I can't get over that. It, it's unbelievable <laughs> to me. I really can't. You know, I, a part of me feels like he, he were, would rather resign to Notre Dame than he would LSU in a way. And I, I don't know why I get that feeling, but I guess after seeing him back-to-back nights in Notre Dame and stuff, you know, I, I guess I kind of have to believe that, you know? Yeah. Weird. Well, I think if LSU was there, he'd be in the purple and gold too. Uh, that's know, a good so. point too. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Wait a second. I saw a uh, I saw a, a a picture of him at a baseball game during the regular season wearing Notre Dame gear. It was a game that neither had neither LSU or Notre Dame at the game. I remember 
hearing about that, seeing it on TV. I can't remember what game it was, but I bet if you Googled it, it would pop up. Well, speaking of pictures, speaking of pictures, there is one more thing we need to talk about before we get out of here. And that's the Rocco's Jello Shot 2022 Challenge. And as of the eighth inning, we have updated numbers, gentlemen. Let's work them backwards from the bottom to the top. Coming in last place with 93 Jello Shots, the Stanford Cardinal. Boo! Yeah, boo! Man, that, that stinks. Come on. To Follow clarify, close- this is the amount of Jello shots that each fan base has bought at this at Rocco's, Correct. right? At four dollars and fifty cents a Jello shot. Uh, coming in behind uh, the Stanford Cardinal uh, with two hundred and thirteen Jello shots, the Texas Longhorns. Uh, only seven Jello shots ahead of the Texas Longhorns, and this one is shocking. And utterly disappointing to me, the Auburn Tigers. Where are you, War Eagle? Come on, that, now. that is disappointing, man. Come on, you guys have got to be better than that. I mean, you got to you, you represent the conference. Let's go. Um, let's see, two twenty. With three hundred, Oklahoma. Moving on up, three sixty-two, Notre Dame, and now we're starting to get into this real SEC territory, boys. With 555, the Aggies, and uh, with uh, 562, Notre Dame, and now the separation begins. Uh, the Catholics, man. Yeah, yep, they're getting <laughs> after it. Uh, but the uh, the boys from the Grove are getting after it too, uh, with two hundred two thousand seven hundred and sixty three, <laughs> and Arkansas has already broken the record. Currently sitting at three thousand four hundred and sixteen jello shots. Who is buying all these? Drunken Razorback fans. Holy uh, cow! So, uh, and in fact, above the uh, above the tally, uh, there's a sign that says Jello Shot Series Record. And up until tonight, it said Mississippi State 2021, and the sign now says to be determined. Wow! Uh, so, uh, just to be clear. That is 8,122 Jello shots taken thus far as of the eighth inning of the last game uh, for a total gross revenue for the good people at Rocco's Bar of $36,549. So shout out Razorback fans and Rebel fans and to a lesser degree everyone else for supporting local business. You guys enjoy Omaha. Thank you for listening. Call looking. We'll be back tomorrow with breakdowns on the uh, the, the next two games, uh, Auburn and Stanford and Arkansas Miss. We'll see you then. Adios. See you guys. See y'all.